0: Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style. You're listening to the Sands Pants Network.
1: Although you see no water for miles around, you are, like us, marooned. We are stranded in this sad and lonely place called Barovia. To mix metaphors, we are incarcerated. The fog that surrounds us are the bars of our dungeon, and Baron von Strahd is out jailer. As far as I can tell, there is only one way out, and that is to kill the devil Strahd. Now will walk into Madame Eva's caravan.
2: Madame Eva sits behind the table with the crystal ball in front of her. She looks up as you enter. Her face is, as always, inscrutable. She gestures at the chair in front of her silently.
1: I sit down. It has been a hard day for you, Hector. It definitely has.
3: It has been a hard time in Barovia. Victory is so
1: far. I... Well, uh, no, I take my own shorthand notes for this. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I didn't make it. I did promise Cribbit.
4: Yeah, right. you got to do for Cribbit. Yeah, for Cribbit, dude. I don't want to disappoint
1: Any... him—he
4: <laughs> is the heart and soul. He's of the dude. heart and soul of the of the fucking vampire busters. Yeah, <laughs> victory is far. All right, that's a good line. Cribbit'll love that. He'll love this.
1: <laughs> okay, victory is far. I yes, I can see that now.
3: You have before. And treacherous path,
1: mm-hmm. and the night is darkest
3: before the dawn. With you will stand four more heroes.
2: She gestures, and the crystal ball. Four more of the figures within it become a little bit clearer, a little bit more defined, a little bit more visible. Once again, you don't get enough information to identify anything other than maybe you like height and broadly mm. their outline. But one of them. Oh, uh, sorry. She gestures also to the Taraka deck, and one of the cards flips over. You see a man with a bald head, a shock of white hair all around his temples. He hunches over like a, a workbench, and around him are all sorts of tools and half-finished inventions. Beneath it, it says in a elaborate script, "The Engineer."
4: Mm-hmm can get somebody to make a smack suits. <laughs> <laughs> an engineer
3: is a useful thing to have but remember teach someone to reason and they can justify anything be wary of men with minds but no hearts
1: mm.
2: The next one flips, and this one, it is, you see a a royal court, a king and a queen sitting in their respective chairs. You can see the queen looks somewhat bored. At the goings-on of court. But the king is leaning forwards in his seat. And as the image moves, he claps with, like, uh, enthusiasm. In front of the two of them, a jester in a multicoloured garb dances from foot to foot, waving around a little stick. And on the end of the stick, you can see is a, like, a doll's representation of the king. This one, down the bottom, says jester.
3: It's a jester's job to mock the king. Any good jester... Should have a quick wit, for if they do not couch their ridicule in good humor, they are likely to lose their head. <sighs> I see the jester combats the elites. She speaks in riddles, and she tries to help the people, but she has no power.
1: All right, so we have the elite and the people.
3: Okay. The next card flips.
2: You see a man sitting at the side of the road. He wears armor, but he has his helmet off. The helmet sits in front of him. A single drip of blood runs down from his temple along his cheek, and it almost for a moment looks like he is crying blood in the the way that the blood dribbles down him. His face, though, for the most part, is couched in shadow. He looks like he is ashamed. Beneath it, it says, The Disgraced Knight.
3: The disgraced knight has lost their way. They were once one of honor, of privilege and prestige, but they have fallen far. They drown their sorrows in drink. They will also be difficult to recruit, as the disgraced knight feels there is nothing left fighting for. You must rekindle their honor, Set fire to their heart, Hector.
2: And then finally, the last one flips. This one, you see a person walking away from a big group. The person walking away has kind of a cloak and a hood. They are shrouded in shadow. And like the disgraced knight, it looks like just the little brief glimpses of their face you can see. It looks like they are similarly crying. The crowd points at them, and you can see jeering and mocking. As the image moves, a tomato flies from the crowd and strikes them in the back of the head. Beneath this one, it says the outcast.
3: They were forced from their community, or did they leave it? Either way, the outcast's choices mean they can never return. It is a lonely life.
2: Madame Eva's face turns in fear you see for the first time the most expression she has shown she seems a little panicked almost
3: Mm. i fear your path has already passed them they are in danger search for the ravens they know the way
2: madam eva slumps back in the chair looking visibly exhausted
1: right so i need to find a callous man a comedian a drunk and a lost bird all right, fine. One question. You said I would get one question every time I saw you. She gestures. You. What has happened to a Gogash?
2: She takes a deep breath in and sighs out heavily. Distantly, far from Valakai, in a dark place, a dark and unpleasant place, mm-hmm. a Gorgash sits on an upturned bucket in his jail cell. He has tried several times now to bend the bars, but they seem magically enhanced. He cannot, for the life of him, for literally the life of him, he cannot escape this jail cell. He looks at one of the corners of the room where there are two bloodied marks from where he tried to, at one desperate moment, punch a hole in the Mm, wall. And he looks down at his broken hands. There is a quick set of footsteps coming downstairs, somewhere a Gogash can't see. He moves curiously to the edges of his cage and tries to peer in the dim, what little dim light there is. From one of the other cells, a voice that a has heard only once when he first arrived, just simply, welcome to Castle Ravenloft. This voice once again speaks out, Oh my, it does seem someone is here for you, little man. Sure enough, a figure with a sweeping, billowing robe behind them comes out of the darkness. It is Escher. Escher with his... Once beautiful face, it is now somewhat bruised from the battering he took from you, Pip, Hector, and the rest of the party. He approaches the cage, looks at a Gogash, and for a brief moment, his vain and twistedly evil face contorts into an expression of sympathy. He puts one hand on the bars, confident that a Gogash cannot get through them, looks down at the ground between them, and when he looks back up, there is a, a certainty. His jaw is now set, and Esher looks at a Gogash. I wish it did not have to be this way. But someone must take the blame for the events at Falakai. And between the two of us, I know who I would choose. And then, before a Gogash can respond, another set of footsteps come down those stairs. Certain, confident, powerful footsteps. Even further than this dark and unpleasant place, somewhere beyond the space and time that you are aware of, an old man sits at the edge of his village oh, no. underneath a tree. Oh, no. He stares out at a well-familiar vista, a well-worn landscape. He knows it well, and with a dragon chest set in front of him, he closes his eyes and tries to conjure forth the move that his son played last morning. Despite his best efforts, he cannot, he cannot imagine. (sighs) Nothing, no image comes to him. He opens his eyes, and with a strangled, (sighs) a single tear rolls down his cheek, for he knows what that must mean. Fuck. <laughs> mm-hmm. That tear slowly turns into a, a similar tear rolling down Madam Eva's cheek. She looks at you, Hector, and she shakes her head. You know what that means. As you get up and turn to leave, Madam Eva says one final thing Be wary, Hector, of. <sighs> she ta- she's, like I said, exhausted physically.
3: Do not make the mistakes. Of those around you, remember who your true enemy is.
1: I, maybe I was like, because uh, uh, again, I think I, I'm, I'm still, like, Hector's... You're mad.
3: I am yeah. still Hector's fiery. Still
1: bitter at this. It's fine to not it's take just, the advice right now. Yeah. It's just like, it's one of those things where it's just, like, frustrated at, you know, a prophet that knew and moved their people and all of, just holding, like, that, the door, like, the the, the handle to the door and, rem, like, Knowing to who is to blame, and it's not them, it's once again the devilstrad, and maybe just write myself up, kind of just like uh like fix my um posture as it were, and just maybe look back to Madame Eva with like a genuine sort of like sympathy and maybe kindness, and just do you know where I will meet you again? Madame
2: Eva sighs heavily and she says.
3: We must meet one more time, but I fear that time will be our last. Mm. One way or another, we will not meet a fifth time.
1: Wordlessly, I just nod and leave the caravan.
2: You step back out. Kribit stands up. He's giving you like a really significant look.
1: Yes, <laughs> I, I will... Yes, I will write down what she said. Don't worry. Cribbit
2: makes a happy noise. <laughs> <laughs> You've never heard him make that noise before. Yeah. He's never been happy until now. Everything has been adequate until this moment.
1: <laughs> I just give Cribbit the four uh, the four Taraka cards, and maybe I just grab all the ones that I've collected, so far. basically from like yeah. Yeah, so far, and, and give them to Cribbit as well. These these are the cards, the, the prophecy. They um, they they're the ones who I guess they led, led us to you one of them did uh, i will i will write down every everything uh maybe tonight we need to jackson i'm hoping danica and Irwin survived can you go into the the city and and um uh grab them see if they can meet us out here i need to i need to have, uh, speak to them rather urgently
2: I can find someone to do that, yes. but uh, we are not allowed in this city. Of
1: course. Uh, that, yes, if you could find somebody to to keep them. Um. I
2: will look for this for you, yes. Thank you. He
1: stands up and dusts his pants off. He walks away. I need to speak to them. Um, you you are you in a... Is, is Pip basically like back and forth, like chomping at the bit to leave?
4: Yeah, Pip would like to get to work in as soon as possible.
1: I need to wait for them.
4: I can meet you there. Oh, maybe I can't. No. Um... Yender stands up and says, well, well
2: I, I should head over. I reckon, I reckon I'll reckon i have a better chance speaking to him than anyone else here in the group. So I'm going to go talk to him now and I'll come back and grab you. Okay. She gets up and walks away. She's a people person. Yes. She's... Actually, maybe Cribbit stands up with the cards still in hand, staring at the cards. He says, I will go with... And he turns and heads off with Yender, so it's just the two of you. I
4: suppose Gribbit's also kind of a people person,
1: <laughs> kind of. They're
4: both people persons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're people
1: people.
2: Yeah, they pe- they are.
1: Yeah, yes, they they both have something that I think we both lack. Oh yeah.
2: In time, Owen and oh, actually, it'd be maybe just Owen comes out to meet you. He, in, in
1: in between, I would have told Pip yeah, about the um him. the like an engineer, uh, a drunk. Uh,
2: Disgraced knight. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> He's like
1: A drunk, a comedian, Just a crazy. cruel man, and a lost bird is what we need to um, be finding. Uh, she mentioned something about the elite, a king and queen. Uh, is there an elite? Is there a, a, a court somewhere in Do this? I don't know zone? what
4: that would be at all referring to. I think I can draw to mind, but...
1: No, well, uh, I mean...
2: All this, well, no, Kresik did not have kind of an upper class. It Mm. had a leader, but not really an upper class. Yeah, Barovia has its Burjermaster family, so it's handed down. Mm. It's a a title handed down from father Mm. to son uh, or daughter. And The
1: king did not look like the current king, Jovial. He was enjoying the antics of the jester.
2: There is an entire town that you don't know anything
4: about. Well, look, it doesn't sound like it's Kresik. It's probably not Velika, or if it is fuck mm. uh Borovia's pretty unlikely as well but there is another town to the south i've never been there kuchery well that's where we sent um near the amber temple in yeah kuchery is the other town i mean perhaps they have a some kind of ruling elite mm. but it's you know normally i would say oh all of these prophecies all these people it's so vague you'll never find them but you found everyone else so maybe they'll just we'll stumble into them <laughs>
2: A bobbing lantern appears in the darkness. Eventually it becomes nighttime. A bobbing lantern appears in the darkness and Owen steps into the camp. Owen, it's good to see you, he says. That... Is... he turns to you Pip. Thank you. You have saved our lives again.
5: It's
4: no bother. Um
1: it's good to see you. I'm, I'm glad that you're safe. Is everybody Not everyone made it out of the tavern, but me and my family are safe. Did um I ask about
2: like Yeska uh, and the dog. Yeah, he See if ex- all of the survivors have kind of started not rebuilding, but Mm. have kind of started assessing the damage. Mm. When the portal was closed, not only were the bats forced to disappear, but the vampire spawn were also forced to disappear. So thankfully, no one in town had to fight any vampire. (laughs) Well, I mean, some people in town did have to fight vampire spawn before the thing was closed. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's just
4: it's still one of the problems of Borovia.
2: Yeah, he explains that at one point, the orphanage, yeah, as they assumed the orphanage was safe, for a little while as claudia defended it but then presumably whoever escher who uh, was in control of the bats realized that he would need to destroy the orphanage so there is no orphanage anymore the bats lifted it up and dropped it oh no (laughs) yeah claudia yesker and claudia was able to evacuate basically all of the kids before Mm -hmm. that happened but, yeah, that's a story for another day. <clears throat> Claudia, Claudia and the kids are safe. She managed to get them oh, out of good. the city. That is
1: good to hear. I, uh, when Pip said that um, the orphanage had fallen, I assumed the worst for Claudia. I'm, I'm glad that
2: they're okay. The Burger Masters issuing a bit of a crackdown among the survivors because the gates to the west and east, the northern gates were already destroyed, but the gates to the <laughs> west and east were destroyed by. Someone on the inside. So the Berger Master's looking into that. Obviously, fingers are currently being pointed at Lady Watcher. Yeah. But no one's got any hard evidence right Um,
1: now. Hopefully that will keep him distracted uh, so he won't summon a demon anytime soon. Yeah. Um,
2: Owen uh, nods and he says, I believe this event uh,
4: has brought you quite a bit of time. I put my hand on my where my heart is. (laughs) You know, where the little spike is. Mm. By the way. (laughs) And just...
1: We're not allowed uh, back into Valakai.
4: Virgin Master put a, a, a geese on me. Ah. Uh, <laughs> he says yeah. uh, that this unfortunate it was sort of the only choice. Perhaps I've erred uh, too far in the other direction. But yes, perhaps that was our only choice at the time.
2: Erwin, uh, Erwin shrugs. Well, um, in that case, he looks around at the Vistani at this camp. And none of them are too close, but he still seems a little tentative about this and he says i'm going to uh, he takes out pen and paper i'm going to write down a, a place outside of valakai that should be safe for you for obvious reasons this is uh, i will show you on the piece of paper and then we will burn it immediately he says gesturing to the fire sure mm. yeah okay. he scribbles it down and then he looks around, not just at the at the Vistani, but you can see he's kind of looking at the skies and at the woods nearby. He quite clearly seems scared that any living thing will see this. Mm. He turns it around to show you, and it says the Wizards of Wine's Winery. Okay. Oh right. Huh. huh. Then he throws it into the fire.
1: Oh, well, I have a question. Have you the shipment that would have come from, um, say? stock your supplies that would have gone to Kresik and then on its way to here. Is it late?
2: It
4: is, uh, yes, nearly a week's late at this point. That bodes pretty ill then. It was late for Kresik too, which meant it probably never left. I did not know
2: it
1: was also late for Kresik. It
4: was um, a few days late for Kresik when we left. That
2: is concerning. It is not far to get from there to Kresik. Yeah.
4: Yeah, damn. We How long have we been gone since (laughs) then? You've
2: spent, I believe this is your third day in Valakai? Yeah.
1: Um, First things first. um, Do you need anything, assistance to help uh, with Jeska, the the orphanage, to to look after the the dog? I can give you some gold if you need. Gold would always be appreciated, but
2: (laughs) he shrugs apologetically. How much do you have?
1: Yeah guess, not a not heap, but I can give you all I have. Uh
2: it's okay. He says putting up a hand. The people will always want their drink. Uh, we will never run out of business.
1: Okay, just... Yes, if you could look after those for me, that would be... I'd appreciate it. Se- secondly, uh, where, where, I'm, I'm lo- I need to find an outcast and perhaps an outcast of your kind.
2: Ah, uh, yes. Um... Uh, we are very careful selecting members of our kind. Uh, we would never select someone that we were not very thoroughly vetted on. Even the two of you, I would not say that I knew you well enough. Mm. So, uh, such a thing, an outcast, is just not done. Uh, it has never happened. Apparently,
1: the 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 ravens know the way. Is this uh, do you somebody who is? He thinks. I kind of re- re- repeat what um Madame Eva said, that they can't return home. Again, maybe using the same sort of tech like you know, looking around to say mm. but hush kind of tones.
2: Um well I like I said, there is no such person within our group. But I think it is perhaps omen that I have told you this other place that you can go.
1: Um
2: I think perhaps this is something worth chasing then.
1: Alright, also how I, is, is there, there's more pertinent information that um, I want to maybe give to Erwin, but again, if he's being very secretive,
4: yeah, he seems I can to be see very that boring. everyone they, they, there's like a kind of words unspoken because sure, I like put a hand on your shoulder, probably not, I probably don't touch you, but I'm, <laughs> oh, I would never. <laughs> people don't like physical touch; stresses him out. I I like put up a hand and then I pull out my uh, fiddle. Mm-hmm. and I'm going to go stop playing the fiddle to try and distract the rest of the Vistani. Okay. Presumably they love a song and dance. <laughs> yeah. You get spat out of the camp. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard anybody play so disgustingly. No,
2: you play a, a fine fiddling mm-hmm. song. Uh, it, I love like, people
4: a sailor man.
2: The sailor Vistani man kind man of naturally
4: I... start picking up and playing instruments. Are you playing a jaunty tune? I'm playing the same song Pip's been playing the whole time he's been in Borovio. Give uh, it to me. My lover, he is a sailor, man, and his heart belongs to the sea. so after his ship at a soft, steady clip. There's not much love left for me. Actually, you can also play the song as a kind of game. Maybe I do this with the Vistani, sure. where I'm like, I'll sing the line, and then you do another thing that rhymes with a soft, steady ship, and we slowly add to it, for example. So after a ship at a soft, steady clip and a sword on his hip, there's not much love left for me. And then I can get, you know, okay. include sure. everybody. Everybody can add a line. And I'll try and distract them that way. Uh, yeah, that, that works. A the Vistani and a game? Surely the Vistani mm. are pissing their pants. <laughs> <laughs> the, Vistani, the Vistani play along. And
2: mm. if, you, if you kind of lead them away mm. from the fireplace, they'll come and
4: do it over on the side with you. Yeah, yeah.
2: Pip, you get the impression that they're not
1: fooled by this. Mm. They're playing along.
4: Yeah, okay. Well, I'm doing the best I can. Mm.
1: Is um, a sad man sometimes? Maybe yeah. Lower my voice. I'm still talking in a hushed whisper as well. That
0: kind of oh, yeah. works
4: out. Yeah, it's kind of beneficial. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. So Woken is alive. Owen stares into the
2: fire and nods slowly. Um, he's
1: currently with uh, the. Um, he's currently with the dusk elf.
3: You got some, you got some and, fucking information. I'm realizing there,
4: buddy. that is also a very That's a, that's a pretty thing. big
1: deal. Uh, he's with the, the Dusk Elf, Elaniel. She is hiding in the forest. When you say she,
2: Erwin, ah.
1: <laughs> I guess um, all cards on the table, she's also pregnant.
2: Ah. <laughs> 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 oh, that <clears throat> is something. Very ground shattering news. Right.
1: Uh, yes, I I thought the woken was the No, it's the both. Yes. Um so he is
2: glad it well,
1: uh
2: I yes, mm. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just for you to keep going. So they they, they, they uh, uh, uh he was wounded by um, one of the undead, Pip bit off the infected air it was his uh, Yender is going over there to see what they can do with any kind of um healing magic, if anything uh, it would uh, it would
2: be important then to let you know that we know the identities of some members within the Vistani mm. um not this group but the one um at the hill yes I, Vistani there's some work for Strad. It would be very careful. You should be very careful yes i says.
1: I give the description of the leader I met. I think his name was like Aragal. Aragal?
2: yes yes uh him and his brother uh yes. lavash they are both uh non-operatives mm. of strad uh, i do not think they report directly to him but any words you speak to them will find his ears eventually
1: mm. maybe it is uh important to know about um let makulik know that i guess he probably already does
2: i would not be shocked the Dusk Elves are clever. They know that some of the Vistani are plants
1: of Strouds. Yes, he was very careful when um, he led me to her. Um, so, so, just keeping you informed that that is I guess happening in your in your backyard. I do not know when we will go. I do not know how we, how we will go and who will take us. Or...
2: Normally I would offer that we could keep him safe, but uh, we have no place to keep him safe anymore.
1: We have a uh, we have been using the tower, ta- um, the tower of um, MMH, where we got the uh, from.
2: I know of this tower on Lake Baratok,
1: Yes, we have been using that as a, as, a, as a sort of home base. I think I need to be leaving very soon. So, two people are going to come. One, per- one person who is is two people. <laughs> we'll be coming your way soon.
4: I forgot we set that up. That's so funny.
1: Well then there, there is a chance that um we might miss them on the on the way to um I just gesture to the to the west. Uh there uh, come of a, a couple of our compatriots. They're, um their names are uh Gorub and They are two dwarves that have been joined both magically and surgically.
2: Owen <laughs> Owen's eyebrows raise so far up. Even though he has a receding hairline, they are lost within it. You there just was, keep fucking dropping tru- yes, truth, great, not truth bombs. Yeah, truth yeah, truth yeah, bomb. yeah.
1: There was, there was, um, uh, straighten
2: up and fly right, son.
1: <laughs> there was a fallen angel in the abbot. Um, I did not know such things existed. Yeah. In the abbey of uh, Saint Markovia in Kresik, um, there was a fallen angel, and this was their way of saving people. I think they had a direct line to Strad. Ah. I kind of like let that implication mm. kind of huh. sit. Yes. Owen nods slowly. Uh that is yes, the walls are uh, not as safe as uh, everybody thought, I think. I did not know his influence stretched that far. Uh what else can I fill him in on?
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: now that I'm just like uh You're
4: giving him everything.
1: But uh yes, we um uh, Defeated, slayed the fallen angel, and the family there—the um, the Bellevue family—they're um, the ones that are now looking after. I guess everything that they did there. I think that is all. I, I need to mention.
2: Owen nods slowly. This is a lot. Ivil. I, f- uh, <laughs> I wish I could say I had someone to. F- to look after that, but uh, we are stretched thin as it is.
1: Um, as I said, if you could just, I guess, look after Jeska, Claudia, every, everyone there—that would be the dog. I would. Appreciate. We will do what we can. Thank you.
2: Thank you. No worries. Uh, when when um, the blue water in, when uh, we have. It has always had many nooks and crannies for things to get lost in, mm. but when we once again have enough space for a a wounded man to get lost in, I will uh, contact Mark Willett
3: mm. and
2: mm. we will uh, arrange for your friend to be
1: hidden well. Thank you, I would appreciate it. I guess with the 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 the, the summoning of certain things, if we could just you could keep an eye on that I'd appreciate it. I will do what I can. I maybe just try and wave at Pip to get his attention and as you're finishing with Owen as well we're gonna try and mm. yeah. you to like, we'll walk together uh, we'll head to the Dusk Elf camp sure. while yeah, we'll split off as, as time I don't wanna say goodbye and then we walk in the same direction I yeah like yeah there. yeah yeah.
2: no you'd be going in different directions oh That's thank god oh okay.
1: okay. <laughs> four <laughs> <sighs> yes, well, thank you very much
2: awkwardness averted <laughs> Owen heads kind of
4: northwest mm. and you two head yeah. southwest I'll finish up the song my lover he is a patient man and he lends his heart for free if I take my ship on a round the world trip, will he still be waiting for me? And then I'll bow, put the fiddle away, and rejoin Hector. The continued the song, but without you. Yeah, no worries. Mm. To the dusk elves, got everything off yes. his chest. To Irwin, informed it. Uh, yes. <laughs> you, he
2: give him an inch, he takes a mile. This yeah. one. Uh, yeah, yeah. You're not out of the doghouse, mate. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah. Well. Wow, yeah.
1: Um. I, I just was telling him about your friend and a few of the things that have um, transpired already. I know. No, no, it is probably
4: worthwhile to do.
2: On your way to the dusk elf camp, you pass Yender. Well, you don't pass. You meet <laughs> <laughs> <See> ya You, <laughs> <laughs> Come back. you, you meet Yender and Cribbit on their way back to you. Yender, in a low whisper, says, "Yeah, uh, spoke with Mark Willett. He's still happy to help us. Uh, That's he." Good. Uh, unfortunately, is going to have to hide some of his actions from his own people in addition to the Vistani. So uh, he said he'd meet us. Oh, we just got to head We're back sure. this way, she says. I know where. I, we'll just meet him at the edge of the forest. He'll lead us in. Uh, lead the way. You go back to the other side of Valakai. You stand at the edge of the forest at a place where clearly Cribbit and Yender know that they're supposed to meet Mark Willett. You're waiting. I would say at this point it is maybe
4: 9 p.m. I need another, I, I gotta sleep tonight. I can't have another level of exhaustion.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> I gotta sleep tonight. And around
2: 9pm, a shadowy figure approaches you from along the tree line to where, uh, from the direction of the Dusk Elf and Vistani encampment. Mm-hmm. As they approach, Yender speaks, not in a yell, but loud enough that they can be heard. What, what sound does the owl make after midnight? The figure calls back, I said I wasn't going to do that. (laughs) They get closer and pull back the hood and it's Mark Willett underneath. I told you I didn't want to
3: do that.
4: uh, Is this a hoot? I'm going to cut in. (laughs) I I appreciate you, Mark Willett, going going to such trouble to take us to Woken. And
2: Eleniel. I need it understood that I'm not doing it for you, he says. Fair enough. Frankly speaking, mm. though not as hostile, not as, not speaking with as much hostility, I'm not doing it for you either, heck no. But
1: I, I digress. S- yes. I am sorry, I, um, let.
2: He puts up a hand. I, uh, f- mm. frankly speaking, we don't have the time. <laughs> we can apologize when all of this is done, he says. <laughs> he
5: leads you into the forest. Mm $45 upfront for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
0: Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your
4: fur baby's health, Right at home.
0: Go to PrettyLitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
2: As, as last time, he takes you, he, you kind of move from shadow to shadow, surreptitiously making your way through the forest. Then at one point, probably not too far from where this happened last time, my Quillett ducks into a hedge and gestures for you to come with very quickly. Slide you, on it. You all dive into the hedge. Michaelit gets you down really low, and then he just—he doesn't say anything. He just makes the the finger over lips gesture of quiet. When that happens, you hear the beginning of a stringing <laughs> noise, and everyone turns to Cribbit.
4: So funny because every time this happens, we're always like, "Shut up!" But it actually is always yeah. a, a, just a really helpful spell. Well, you never know. <laughs> and I guess that's it. it might this take... could
2: be the one fucking time. Yeah, yeah. it could
1: be like, no, when they find us, the drama. You <laughs> yeah. good? This you gotta play is perhaps
2: safe. that one time as you all turn to Cribbit, and instead of playing a song, it looks like he's just tuning his lute. <laughs> <laughs> Marquillot looks at Cribbit. And no, he doesn't say words, but everyone nonetheless somehow still hears, not magically, everyone yeah. just hears, <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> Kruber puts up his hands in, in, a, in apology and, and stops tuning his lute. <laughs> then you see a figure moving through the darkness, just shadow upon shadow, quite clearly stalking the path that you were following. They stop not too far from where you are and you can see them looking around in a little bit of confusion. Marquillet. Closes his eyes, and you can see he's reciting something to himself again and again and again. It doesn't seem like a spell. It just seems like he's praying. Praying, Yeah, like yeah. 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 The figure keeps moving, as if they haven't seen you, or perhaps they haven't seen you. You're not sure. Once they've left, though, Mark just gestures for you to slowly follow him again. And he keeps leading you through the forest.
4: You come... Oh, he... Uh, I'm not no. going to ask because I don't want to Like, I yeah. want to know who it was but I'm not going to ask because they don't want to talk and, yeah, 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 yeah Mark Willett later. Uh,
2: uh, Mark Willett now as you're moving again he just hisses at you uh, at the group not mm. at you specifically Pip. but he hisses at the group it's um, one of the Vistani or several of the Vistani I should say from our camp our oh. Spies of Strahd Yeah uh, I don't know who necessarily that is, but someone always follows me when I when I do this.
1: Uh, do you do you know who like, the names of the, the Vistani? It, do you have your suspicions?
2: It could, oh, I know the Vistani. Yeah, we know all the Vistani who live with us. Uh, it possibly could be Aragal, maybe his brother. There are a few other Vistani who are suspect. It's not important. What is important is that it is better for him to lose us than for us to kill him. If we kill him, then the Vistani... Maybe don't just track us next time. Yeah, yeah.
4: yeah. yeah. I, I,
1: maybe I can let him know, if I guess it is. Um, Aragorn and his brother are confirmed, if, if ah. that helps. Yes.
2: Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> he leads you eventually to Eleniel's camp. You see the little lean-to, the ramshackle-like lean-to. If you weren't coming at it from specifically this direction, it would have looked like just a pile of leaves in the forest. But only from this, and I'm I'm very I'm being like maybe maybe like a couple of degrees off, and it would have looked like just a pile of leaves. Yeah. But from this specific angle, you can see a little, not a little figure, but you can see Keening lying unconscious in the tent. But you don't see Elenial until you hear from the back of your formation a soft thump. Just kind of like, of a little bit of leaves falling behind you. A and pretty everyone... familiar
4: sound to me. It's yeah. kind of like when she landed in my room. A yeah. bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. And everyone turns Tencil. to see Eleniel
2: coming to a stand. She's got the bow in hand, but when she sees it's you, she lowers it.
4: I move, uh, I kind of ignore everyone else and just move over to Woken.
2: Hector, for the first time, you notice that when she unstrings her bow, when she takes the arrow out of it, the arrow turns back into what it was, just a stick. Oh, that's ah. cool. Yeah.
1: For the first time
2: ever, you've not been in a panic and she's had her bow out. (laughs) All right. You move to Keening. To to Keening.
4: And and I just sit down and maybe take his hand.
2: He is. He's unconscious. He's unconscious. Yeah.
4: I like give like a questioning look to Eleniel. Eleniel walks over and says, do, do you know?
2: I checked him for any sickness. He seems
4: fine. She says, "I breathe a sigh of relief, and maybe I, I even cradling. I'm cradling like the arm with no hand, and I'm inspecting it as well." She looks at the two of you, Pip. You're probably
2: not paying attention, yeah. but Hector, you see that she looks at Keening and Pip with a sense of sad longing. That's, um, uh, you can see she's like miles away right
1: now. Uh, Yenda, did you have any of your healing?
2: Yender wanders over, and she's going to make. She Yender starts fussing over Keening, <laughs> the way a mother hen might.
1: And maybe I also maybe just like nudge, Cribbit, uh, and point to Elaniel looking at um, Pip. Sorry, looking at Pip and um, Woken. If Cribbit hasn't even noticed, you look over. Slash already drawn a beautiful portrait. <laughs> yeah. you look over,
2: and Cribbit has drawn a beautiful sketch of the scene. And maybe give him like a bit of a thumbs up. <laughs> like. He gives you the thumbs up back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
4: Cribbit. <laughs> um
2: uh, yeah. Uh, Yender stands up after fussing over Keening and she says, Unfortunately, there's I mean, he's okay. He's it looks like his body's fighting it off. There's good. a bit of sickness to him, but yeah. it's not it's not it's he'll be fine. He just needs time to fight it off. That's all.
4: Maybe like holding the stump, I'm like, I wish such a such a ragged wound. Uh yeah, I'm sorry, I can't no I, that. That's you know, I, I appreciate the help.
2: Yeah, Yenda says she dusts herself off after kneeling, looks over to a hole, a fireplace that is in a hole in mm. such a way that it is would be a hidden fireplace. And she, looking back to the rest of the group, says, "Anyone want a cup of tea?"
1: I would, I would love a tea. Yes, thank you. I, I think, I nice. think,
2: I, I think I'll just stay here. Yenda wanders over and begins the cup of tea. When she asks the group if anyone wants a cup of tea, it seems like that snaps elenial from wherever she was she shakes her head and turning away from the group she says i'm going to do a sweep of the perimeter she walks away once again pip you're just not yeah oh, yeah, i'm somewhere else you're not paying attention hector you hear tears in her voice i uh, do you,
1: um need some help with that elenial she stops doesn't look at you can, very, I, can I do it with, with enough emotion to be like i would like to Come with you. Basically. Oh, I see.
2: <laughs> uh, Elenial shakes her head and says,
1: "No, I want to be alone."
2: She keeps moving. Okay. Cribbit have... looks at you and nods. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> yes. A... Character
3: development. <laughs> Act
2: two. <laughs> <laughs> this
1: was very, very good.
2: Uh, do you want a tea, Cribbit? Uh, Cribbit have his tea right here He says, patting his top pocket What, what is
4: it? Is there an egg in there?
5: Oh, you better <laughs> believe there's an
4: egg in there
2: Yeah, when the tea is made Cribbit brings a little egg out of that pocket and pops it in his
4: mouth He doesn't know what tea is <laughs> <laughs> Tea liquid for you I like huh. Egg liquid? <gasps> like scramble
2: <laughs> Run the egg <laughs> Uh, not really. Cribbit, not understand. Runny is weird for Cribbit mm. to say. Runny for Cribbit means like uh, fast, like run. <laughs> yeah.
1: Right. No, uh, a, a tea. is like a. It is a a hot or a warm drink that you usually um have in times of uh, uh, when you need a bit of comfort or, or something along those lines. Comfort. Yes. When like soft. Yes, in a in a, in a way, yes. Like soft. when you want to Boy
2: <laughs> <laughs> Cribbit shakes his head. Cribbit no understands soft and gentle.
1: <laughs> hmm. Your novels must be very interesting.
2: <clears throat> Cribbit understand life. <laughs> he says. Yes. Well, school uh, of He big big finger quotes, school of hard knocks. <laughs> right.
1: Well um, in those moments, or in life, when one is sad and you want a a little bit of joy, perhaps, or to take your mind off the sadness, a, a, sometimes some people will have a Write. Well, you will write. Some people will have a maybe a warm drink.
2: But kribbit not get sad much. Krivit well, documentarian.
1: <laughs>
2: kribbit must good. be above
0: it. Kribbit's <laughs> got <laughs> some lofty ideas. <laughs>
1: Well, if uh, you you can be above it all, then you are a better man than most. I'm going to have a cup of tea.
2: Oh, well, <laughs> you know, I- impossible to not put yourself in art. <laughs> <laughs> Am I afforded
4: a little privacy? Yeah, by them they're going off to the, the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: No one's near you.
4: Uh, like maybe holding Keening's hand, or maybe even not even holding his hand, but just like lying down next to him sure. in the tent. I- I'll just start talking to him. I'll be like, it's happening again. Um sort of thought it was over the first time but it's happening again the, the like look up over my chest at Hector and the new guy I mean, pfft, he's got destiny written all over him he reeks of hero-keening he reeks of it and the rest of them I, I mean it's much the same it's been so much easier for him i don't you know and here i am once more back in it and the moment i'm i'm back in it it's i don't know life's a funny stream you know you you step out of it for long enough and it it sort of builds and builds and builds, and then it feels like you step back into it, and it's it's harder than it ever was the first time. And I should have come back for you. Hector's right. I should have looked for you. I'm sorry. And then I lapse into silence, just staring at the roof of the tent. As you finish up, through like a thick haze, a, a, a heavy fever, for just a brief
2: moment, Keening's eyes, you can see there's a stirring beneath them. Not like Rem's sleep, just like his eyes are moving. Mm. And then they begin to flutter open just very briefly. Keening looks up at you and he says, Pip. And then he slips back into unconsciousness.
4: Maybe Pip, who was previously like lying on his back, turns to curl into the fetal position, kind of almost in, not quite in uh, Keening's arms, but like just more intimately next to him. And maybe mm. Pip's going to go to sleep, to be honest. <laughs> mm. All right. You are exhausted. It's been a fucked day, and I didn't get to sleep the night before.
2: Mm. You
4: know? uh, well, you, yeah. I suppose at a certain point, everyone else starts
2: kipping in for the night?
1: Yeah, I guess over tea, I'll speak to Yender, her about a go-gash. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. That like I, I think he is lost to us. Um, so uh, I guess at some point when we can... No, there is no body, but perhaps a few nice words would be nice.
2: Yender, uh, Yender says. Yender stands up, dusts herself off. It ain't over till there's a body. You can see she's got like a she's filled with a determination and a positivity that she's trying to share with the rest of
1: the group. You know what, Yender? You're right. You've you've dealt with many seers before. You said, "What do they know?"
2: I've known a few. You know what they all had in common? What? They were wrong. <laughs> Sometimes, at least.
1: Well, uh, perhaps you're right. So we need to head to the. Um, I feel we in about like the wizards of wine, sure, sure, and yeah, like uh, yeah, yeah. a bunch of like the like you know, and, and like uh, Kribbit has the the cards. Kribbit, can you uh, show her the cards? This kind of thing? Mark
2: Willett's here. Are you comfortable speaking that around Mark Willett?
1: um I, yeah, actually, right. I am. Uh, he's been, yeah, well, yeah, because he's shown he's us been helpful. Right. and I, I'm assuming nice that sure. part of the like the Dusk Elves. If Mark he's, Willett is
2: quiet. And... If he is
1: like sitting amongst us, I might, I'll even talk to Mark Willett to be like, I've spoken to, I don't know if you know the uh, Irwin or Danica. Have you had any you know, um, cross their path? But they are people that you can trust. Right. Um, they have offered to um, help out with, uh, with a gesture to Keening.
2: Mark Willett nods. At the end of the explanation, he looks at you and he says, I will, uh, I understand this is delicate information. Mm. Uh, be aware that this is the sort of information I understand is so sensitive, I would not even share it with my own people. Thank you. I will take uh, uh, this to the grave, he says.
1: Yes, thank you. I appreciate that. So we need to head to the uh, Wizards of Wine as soon as we can.
2: Elenial interrupts this as she comes out of the forest as she moves she, it's like the first time she, it's like suddenly mm. she was there almost like she teleported but when she speaks it disturbs it she's so quiet that she disturbs some birds in a nearby tree and they scatter she comes over just to to tell you that all was clear but unfortunately all was not clear at first perhaps you might have seen it as a raven and then you would have been just assured that everything was fine but it wasn't a raven it was a crow. It flies hard, and it flies fast. Deep, as far as it can go to the west. Uh-oh. And when it lands, it lands among the druids. One of The druids turns to the crow. And to him, it speaks. It speaks of the wizards of wines.
4: You gotta keep secrets! <laughs> this is the benefit of secrets in Barovia! <laughs> Everybody's always running their mouth. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and that... Is a little pin that we shall deal with in time. uh, So all all is clear, Eleniel. Eleniel nods. um, As far as I can tell, yes. She, her eyes are puffy and red. (laughs) Whether or not she did an actual check of the perimeter, (laughs) you're not certain. You're going to be okay. She nods. She doesn't say anything. She just wanders over and sits down. She doesn't when she notices that someone else is in the the uh lean-to she just doesn't go in yep. she wanders over somewhere else instead kneels down and begins a trance
1: all right uh, okay <laughs> she if you make <laughs> any
2: attempt to speak to with her
1: mm. she just ignores you we need to head to the wizard's wine were you going to join us was going to be my question well we look i can see the lean-to i can see people yeah. curled up I need to head to the Wizards of Wine uh, tomorrow. Do you need to stay um, to look after Keening? Yender shrugs. I uh,
2: Look, like I said, his body kind of just needs to fire off. But it would be helpful in case he takes a turn for the worse. You can see Yender was maybe hiding that from <laughs> <laughs> In case he takes a turn for the worse, uh, it would be good for me to be there, I suppose, yeah.
1: Yes, that would be And then useful.
2: if... If Elaniel amicable to it, it would probably behoove us to leave someone. Look, it's not that I don't trust the Were Ravens, but um, like it would be nice if they had some <laughs> suggestions to herself, muscle, <laughs> as it were. Hmm. There's a lot of good I can do in Balakai as well. I can guide rebuilding efforts, I uh, can yes. liaise with Claudia. And then we can. I can also uh, inhibit the actions of our little uh, devil friends. Problem?
1: Yes, right. I'll uh, have to do
2: it from outside yes, the city. Just don't, uh, yeah.
1: don't yeah. set foot <laughs> in the
2: city. Might even help. Uh, she gestures yeah. to Mark Willett. Might even help you if uh, you let, if you happen to let one of the people follow you to this camp instead of your good friend. It's me here. Maybe <laughs> they'll, maybe they'll leave you alone. Mark Willett thinks on that and he nods. It's not a bad
1: idea. And I, I guess if um, Elaine was happy to travel with us, uh, then her, her being discovered by them is uh, not a risk. Uh, don't know what Pip is going to do.
2: I'm sure I'm sure Pip will do what he thinks is best, <laughs> Yender says.
4: <laughs> Give her a look. <laughs> you sure on that, buddy? Perhaps, hmm.
1: Uh, once we were done with the 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 wizards of wine, we, I was going to head to the um, Amber Temple and, and meet up with uh, Piran and uh, Esmeralda. Um, do you
2: think you can do that without me? She says.
1: Look, I would have I would have liked somebody of of our faith to be there with me, but um, I think you you are needed here.
2: She nods. She looks at you, and you can see a, a lot of genuine emotion in her face. And she says, "Hector, hmm. I trust you. Thank you. Your faith." Is strong, and at the end of the day, despite any mistakes anyone in this group have made, you are a good man. You'll get it done. Don't worry about that. She says once again. You can see it's a little, a little shot in the arm of positivity.
1: And then while you're here, maybe you could try to um, patch up things with the, the dusk elves. I punched Casimir in the face. I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> mm.
2: <laughs> she she doesn't say anything. <laughs>
1: Uh, good night. I stand up and put a hand on her shoulder.
2: Everyone gets a short
4: rest. Yes! I use one of my dinguses. What are they called? Good boy cards. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Hit that. A random magic, wow magic You can't happens. call everything a dingus. It confuses me.
4: <laughs> That's very fair. That's very fair. I All know right,
2: I... so several things are going to happen in okay. the night. Yeah. Well, first things first, because uh, I know you don't have any... <laughs> I know Hector. You don't have any boys to spend. <laughs> Dunguses, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But because of Cribbit, who plays a little song while everyone's sleeping, get on him. You will recover an extra seven hit points. Yes, as he does his little song of rest. So you'll recover. Uh, well, you don't have anything else to recover, but you'll recover seven hit points. Yes. <laughs> and then some <laughs> of the things duck. that, like
4: uh,
1: you know, in a short rest, I can get them back.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's, that's sure. nice. That's
2: good. And obviously, as well, you, Pip, get Mm -hmm. seven hit points in addition to whatever you're going to spend. Now, you have six of your seven hit dice left. How many would you like to use? What am I on now? You're on 40 hit points.
0: Oh, yeah. I'll
4: use two, I reckon. Two? All right. So
2: you use two, and you recover ten, 18 more hit points.
4: that's good. Last time it was paltry. It's nice to have all my... I got my arrows back. I got my hot breath back. Uh, well, speaking of arrows and hot breath, several
2: <laughs> other things are going to happen while you're sleeping. First thing that happens is both of you level up. Hell yeah. Welcome to level eight, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. am scary at level eight. And then finally, Hector, you receive a dream vision. You find yourself in that that field of of blackness with the light of Penia before you. It is faint. It's like you're so incredibly far away from it. And you don't, you don't feel yourself drifting towards it like you normally do in a dream. Mm-hmm. You can't hear Pena calling out to you. You see the distant light, but there's no... You cannot feel Penia right now. In fact, actually, it feels like you're getting further away. It feels mm. like, right now, you are as far from Pena as oh. you possibly could be. Oh, no. You feel a presence behind you. And then two hands, two delicate hands with long fingers put themselves on either of your shoulders, one finger at a time. And you hear a voice whispering in your ear, Hector. I turn around. (laughs) You turn around and you see nothing. You still feel a presence behind you, and it it feels, the hands on your shoulders feel so incredibly real, but there's nothing behind you except an endless void of black. Hector,
3: you are so (laughs)
2: the voice is female maybe almost if this were a very different scenario it would almost be a little sultry (laughs) but right here right now it is it is only scary
1: (laughs) Mm. my eyes darting around the hands leave your shoulders and then when you
2: turn back to look where pennia was there's nothing you're in an endless sea of void standing a, a figure begins to coalesce out of smoke in front of you, it is a creature, a skeleton perhaps, wearing incredibly beautiful and elaborate clothes, a dress, a ball gown that stretches down to her feet. But then suddenly it's a woman, a woman with a hand behind one back and a sinister smile. Then it's the skeleton again. As you speak, the creature, the figure, changes from woman to skeleton, woman to skeleton. When she is skeletal, her hands are in front of her and you can see the malevolence. But when she is a woman, a hand is behind her back and you can only imagine the sinister nature.
3: I am
2: Eileen the Black. You have heard of Eileen. She is another god within the human pantheon,
1: the evil god of death. Hello, Eileen. I did not expect to see you so soon. She,
2: unlike Penia, seems like she is in full force here. She is not diminished in any way. I
3: wish to speak to you. I would give you
1: power. At what cost? A
2: smile curls on her lips, which disappears when she becomes skeletal, but reappears when she's a woman again.
3: No cost whatsoever
1: the kindness of gods we should
3: speak on this further in a place not too far from here
2: you receive a vision a a sarcophagus made of amber something trapped within all of it sinister but not necessarily malevolent Mm. not to you at least the amber sarcophagus disappears from your mind you remember it but it, it's like it's just a memory now but a memory oh, that seems almost too real this is definitely a place that you can be
3: until then i give you this a
2: gift and then the next morning hector mm. you now have levels in warlock
1: oh
4: You're like a hermit crab here. (laughs) Anything's fixing to crawl inside. (laughs) Surely then you're like the shell. The hermit crab crawls inside. I guess the gods are the crabs. (laughs) And the people are the shells on the beach. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what was the thing that was once in the shell? Shells aren't just raw. I don't know, dude. It's not an apt metaphor. (laughs) Your warlock abilities are gifted
2: to you by Eileen, the goddess of death. Why she has given you these powers, you do not know. But, well, you could choose not to use them if you want, but they hum within you nonetheless. The power here, Eileen has not given you as much power as Penya has, but she, you can tell, has given you only a tiny fraction of the power that she has. Eileen feels as powerful as she ever was here, like a true god, not like shadow of one yeah right these warlock powers are gifted to you in a similar manner to how a cleric would get powers but you don't need to pray to eileen for these powers she has chosen you as a champion and you have these powers whether or not you choose to use them Mm.
1: on your favourite podcast app of choice and join us on this epic quest of D&D podcast discovery.